0: Hey, and welcome to today's podcast. This is Michael Becchio with Brilliant Perspectives. Thanks for joining us for this special podcast episode in which Graham answers some questions submitted by our brilliant community. These questions cover subjects like What does partnering with God look like when you're watching what's happening in the news? How do you actively choose God's thinking above your own? What is the first step in thinking brilliantly with Jesus? And what does it look like to love your friends or family who are not yet Christians? In a world that is more divisive than ever. Enjoy a fresh take on a common theme in Graham's work. That you should connect to God's goodness and kindness for you in all things. And that as believers, we should really receive the life and love that God's word speaks. Because our loving father wouldn't want us to settle for anything less. Enjoy.
1: Hi, this is Graham Cook. Once in a while, I love to do a Q&A session with people from our brilliant community, So let me answer a few of your recent questions. This is from Matthew, and he asks, How much of the news do you tune into, and what does partnering with God look like from the headlines that you see? Um, I don't feel any of us can trust the news anymore. Uh, People in the news used to report the news. Now they're trying to make it. And I think the worst thing on TV is the 24-hour news cycle. It's almost become getting to the place where it feels like a demonic entity designed to make people angry, enraged, hopeless, uh, all of that stuff. And so much of the news is fake. It's done for effect. And you can tell that because even before they finish their news item, they're inviting people to... To you know, to ride in, they're taking polls about this, about that, about the other, and you realize, hang on a minute, where is the point? Where are the real facts here? And you don't always know. So for me, it's like the only news for us in the kingdom is the good news of God's kind intention. So I love promises. I love prophecy. I love proclamation. Because when you have those three things that God, God is speaking, you can have a real conversation with God about where does that promise apply in this part of the city. I remember um, years back there were a whole bunch of guys who wanted me to go with them. Like there's like about three or four hundred guys. We're all planning to go to San Francisco, and. Uh, and bring down the anti-gay thing by bringing down judgment on gay people. And, <clears throat> and honestly, I was horrified by that, Yeah, you know, because Scripture says clearly, John three sixteen: God so loved the world, no categories. God so loved the whole world that he gave Jesus, his only begotten son. So I just said to him, I'm really offended that you would think that I would even go to do that. But listen, tell me, tell me the weekend you're going, and I will come down, but I'm going to stand on the opposite corner to you. And when you're trying to bring down judgment, I'm going to be bringing down grace, and we'll see who wins. Uh, I'm going to be bringing down grace and health and presence and the goodness of God, because it is the goodness and the kindness of God that lead us to repent. And not only will I be bringing grace and goodness down on them, I'll be bringing it down on you too. Uh, In the end, they never did go. So, (laughs) great question, Matthew. Thanks so much. This one's from Kevin, and he says, "What does it look like to be a prophet to lead to lead a prophetic ministry while in submission to other leaders?" Well, Kevin, I'm not in submission to anyone. But God. I practice mutual relationships with everyone in ministry. And so in our friendship, in our relationship, we're all mutually in authority and we're all mutually in submission. Um, We're all listening, we're all learning, we're all loving, and we're all encouraging one another. We want the best for the body of Christ on earth. So we showcase the kingdom we all have mutual goals in line with God's will and passion. We all serve him. So I'm looking to create partnerships across the body around cities and regions that are vital if we are to serve God properly. So that's the only answer I have, Kevin, and I appreciate you asking the question. His question is from Raj, and he says, uh, what was the first step for you in thinking brilliantly? Uh, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I've long been fascinated by the creative father and the promises that he gives to people. I love the way he sees us and speaks to us. You know, I love, like, for example, Gideon. He's got issues. He's hiding in a wine press, making bread, like you do when you're depressed. And God knows exactly who he is, but he doesn't talk to him about that. He just talks to him about the way he sees him. And the way he sees us and speaks to us is vastly different to how we see ourselves. And when God says something like, Gideon, you're a valiant warrior, something's going to go off in his mind, in his head. He's going to have to start thinking differently. So sometimes the key to getting someone to think differently is to show them a version of themselves that maybe only God knows about. Again, that's why I love the prophetic. But I like people too. So I love saying to people, you know, I don't think you're this, I think you're this. And because that actually starts that chain reaction that begins in our thinking. So the other thing too is, I love Jesus and I read the Gospels out loud every year. I'm fascinated by the mind of Christ. How is it different from ours? What would be the upgrade for me if I started to think like Jesus in this current situation? I practice that every time I get a circumstance because that's what I feel it is. The mind of Christ gives you a stance in your circumstance, gives you a place to stand, think differently, see something new, talk about it, move towards it. And of course, I love that I adore the Holy Spirit, who takes everything that belongs to Jesus and shows it to us. So we're learning to think and love and delight. Those are like common relational threads in the Godhead that bind us to them relationally, and I love that. So I want to think like them so that I can choose their thinking above my own. So I've been... I've been reading Colossians 3, 1 to 3 for I don't know how many years. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. And I love that. I love the fact that God gives me freedom to choose the way that I'm going to think. And, but I'm just going to sit there and say, well, how about you tell me what you're thinking? And then I want to think the same thing. And sometimes he says to me, tell me what you want and I'll do that. And that will be your best thought. So I love the partnership that's there with God. It's the mind of Christ we're all focused on. And um, I love thinking the way he does because it's so wonderfully counterintuitive. And it totally sets you free from focusing on a problem to focusing on a possibility. Now that's brilliant. Thanks for the question. Nice one. This is from Linda. How do I get... God's hope. How do I get hope and faith working? Linda, I think if Christ is in us and He is by God's doing, then we have everything that He has and all that He is. I'm a massive believer that it is impossible to have Christ in you and you be ordinary. There's no such thing as a mediocre believer unless they're believing all the wrong things. I operate from a place of, this is who Jesus is in me, therefore I have all these things, so I'm not going to ask the Lord for something he's already given me in Jesus. And I love hope. Hope is a confident expectation of good. And in Christ, we're all new creations, all the old is gone, everything has become new. So hope and expectation is a beautiful way to experience God's nature. I'm I'm ex- I'm practicing expectation every day no matter what circumstance comes into my life. I have an expectation that God's going to be in it with me because he's my dwelling place. I li- you know, he's he's my habitation. I live with him. And Whatever God is, he is relentlessly. And I absolutely adore the fact that he's unchanging. He never changes. So we always know where we are in God. We're in Christ. You can't be taken out of Christ because God put you in there and only he can take you out, and he won't. We can have, um, we can't lose the actual presence of God all we can lose is our awareness of it. And that's such a simple fix, seriously. It's just back to rejoicing and thanksgiving. Thank you that you're in me and rejoicing in that. And I love the fact that Father and the Holy Spirit made a covenant with Jesus in us in John 17. The Father loves us the same way as he does Jesus. So I trust in the nature of God towards me. And I trust his love for me. And the Bible says that faith works by love. So, the, so the, the progression is we learn to trust who God is for us, who God is in himself, and what he's done for us in Christ. The fact that he put Christ into us so he could, re- he could relate to us in the same way he relates to Jesus. Now that truth creates an expectation that because of that, I'm going to experience God in these circumstances in a very different way. And when you have that sense of expectation, faith is not that difficult. It's just a simple step forward. Most people believe that God can do something, but where they fall down is, they don't have faith that he will do it for them. That's why you need trust first, because trust is all about the nature of God, this is who he is. So that takes any negative out of the equation. And it sets up the expectation, and that creates faith, And suddenly we're having encounters and God is doing everything he wants to do. So I hope that helps, Linda. And thanks for the question. Thanks for your questions, guys. So, hey, you can keep up to date with me on my blog, brilliantperspectives.com. And if you want to take a look at uh, Brilliant TV, we'd be happy to see you. And I think you'll find us some good stuff to chew on over on that site. So thanks for being with us. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you to Graham for those insights. Hearing these interactions and perspectives is encouraging and powerful. (laughs) And thanks again to you for tuning in today. We're honored to have a community of listeners engage with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we have more great material from Graham coming soon. So subscribe to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast right here in your podcast app. And be sure to check out our website, BrilliantPerspectives.com, where you can find out more about Graham's ministry and also sign up for our free weekly newsletter, Brilliant News. In that, we share information on Graham's monthly live events, do free giveaways, include helpful resources, and a whole bunch more. Remember, beloved, God loves you immensely and thinks about you always. Have a wonderful day in Jesus.